this morning we had a little yeah. bit of an incident. So okay. it's my daughter's birthday and one of her favorite things is balloons. So we go into the store and get her a balloon and she picks out this really elaborate balloon. She loves those Mylar balloons, everything like that, right? So oh, okay. Go go through, pay for it, and walking out the door, and then suddenly we turn around to see if she made it through the door, and suddenly she's just <laughs> holding a string. Oh no! But it's it's not that she's empty-handed; she's holding uh-huh. the string. Like clearly, something's wrong here. Um, yeah. You know, most kids let go of the string, but she's had quite a few balloons where she's let them go and be like, oh, no, it won't come back. No, she's holding the string. So we but go the back. the balloon is gone. The balloon is gone. And, like, it's not, we weren't outside, and it's nowhere in the rafters. Like, literally, it just poof into the okay. ether. So we turn around, and we're like, um, okay, so that was not our fault. Uh, we're not responsible for that side of it. Of the apparatus, okay? We're like, okay, listen, yeah. this kid's got to have a balloon. We'll even buy another one. Not even a big yeah. deal, right? Like, I don't care. This just this kid's got to have a balloon. Go in there. Man, this this lady was so mad at us <laughs> for no reason. We were like, listen, we'll buy it. She's like, what happened to it? Who was holding it? Oh, like, clearly the child was holding it. Like, who else would hold it? I I, I I love I love the idea that she thought someone other than the child was holding it. Exactly. Like who else would hold it? Salutations and welcome to the Trash Turtle Fantasy Podcast. Now, whether you've tuned in from Spotify, iTunes, maybe a tin can or a string. Or maybe that guy on the bus seat across from you is broadcasting us over his speakerphone. I just want to thank you today for tuning in. Like, she needed to know, was it you that lost the balloon? Like, that's that's absolutely phenomenal. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so she filled up another balloon for us and now we were on our way. Reluctantly, she <laughs> no, she reluctantly. Get, and she gave us the stink eye the whole time. She was unhappy, and I'm like, "Am I the Karen right now?" No, I'm not. The I Karen mean, you right now. you bought a new one, right? Did you pay for it? No, she didn't make us pay for it. She said, "Just go." I'm like, oh, okay, whatever. Okay. Hey, I mean, listen, I I'm just trying to get my kid blue. That's on her. So, anyways, spe- I, I'm gonna absolve you of your sins. <laughs> absolve you of your your uh, Karen sins there. <laughs> I, not that I had any Garen kilt anyway, but, you know, thanks anyway. <laughs> you're welcome, you're welcome. So, uh, speaking of um, crazy things happening about this last week, huh? I mean, what a mess of a week, to be honest. Like, somehow this was, like, more of a mess than, like, so, like the bi-pocalypse, obviously, is, like, a factor in some of these weeks. But, like, somehow this week was just, like, worse. And then, like... Like, the the football week was weird, and then now, like, the news week is even worse. Oh, God. 
it, it's awful. I mean, we I, I don't want to go into the detail because, you know, this has all been talked about to death. But, you know, you obviously have the Aaron Rodgers thing with, like, you know, lying, not lying. Maybe he gets fined. Maybe he doesn't. Who knows? And then you have this just absolutely horrific situation with what's going on you know, with the the poor family affected by what Henry Ruggs did. And it's just like, you, you add all this stuff up, and I mean, just a terrible... I mean, th- this entire week has just been an absolute, just darn mess. And obviously, you know, one of those is much worse than the others, and I don't want to get too much into either of them, because like I said, they've been talked about to death, but just in a, a, a crazy week for for the nfl and and the games and the news i mean and you you know i i I did mention i said the one person that's actually happy about all of this has got to be dan snyder right he's he's out of the news and the washington football team is out of the news and so he's just sitting there and he's like oh thank goodness because if they were still talking about me and those emails (laughs) you know (laughs) but i mean to me to me, Dan Snyder should worry, one, about those emails, and two, about the fact that his team has a negative 71-point deficit right now. <laughs> That's what he should be worrying about as well, because that team is... I mean, is there any more of a disappointment team besides Washington and their defense? No, they, they were quite possibly one of the most hyped teams coming into the season, and they're probably like the the most amount of like hype to like disappointment they have the biggest delta there uh 100% I'm 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 on board with that one that's that and I have a problem with Dan Snyder because I I believe there's like I don't know if it's real or not but there's a story where like he bought a house somewhere and like there was I've heard this there was a bunch of trees in the way of his view so he's like he's like go cut all those trees down they're in my way and I'm like, that's evil, It's something man. along those lines, yeah. I, I don't know that whole story, but I've definitely read it in the past. I mean, I, I have a contender for Washington for most disappointing team. I want to hear what you think. Go. But you probably didn't like this team to begin with, but Miami was a, one of those teams. That is exactly who I was going to say because, I mean, you know, you have your second year Tua coming in, you have a lot of really kind of not fringe wide receivers, but some pretty hot wide receivers. Waddle going in there too. Um, the defense. The defense was easily going to be, yeah, that's the other side of it. Um, just a lot of shining stars there. Uh, yeah, and then just fell straight flat on their face. I mean, the Bills just absolutely decimated them twice. And, I mean, the Bills haven't even really been playing that well. Uh, well, I mean, their defense has, but their offense is not playing the same caliber it was last week. I mean, in every other game, the Miami's just underperforming in every game. Yeah, I mean, I was looking into it. The Bills are, like, the best defense in the nation regarding, basically, points, yards, every, everything of that nature. They're, 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 you guys have a phenomenal defense. I don't know what's going on with the offense, um, but, I mean, you have a 120-point, uh, you know, above 
you know, your your net points is above 120, which is great. I think that's better than any other team in the NFL right now. Even Arizona's only at 108. But one thing I found interesting about it was is that you guys have a net point of 120, while Houston Texans have a net a negative net point of 122. So the the Bills are as good as Houston is bad. Wow. <laughs> who would have who would have who would have thought that like three years ago? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's literally the opposite now. Yeah. Another one I thought interesting, obviously, I said Arizona was at 108, and then Detroit's at negative 110. So it's like Arizona is as good as Detroit is bad. (laughs) That's really funny because I kind of of think that Arizona should be over the Bills, but I guess they're not. Is it because no, their defense is not as good? The, as the defense. Point of, it, it's a defense. Oh, it's the point differential. Sure. Oh, I got yes, it. Yes, yes. It's a point differential. I forgot. For we sure. have like, what, two shutouts? Three shutouts? Two. Two shutouts. Something like that, yeah. So that probably I mean, really helps that number right there. Can I just say, as you know, someone who was <clears throat> saying a lot in the offseason, that the actual team offense like when people are talking about teams and they're saying oh i don't like this running back because the team's not good it has to be the worst and most overrated narrative in football because the detroit lions have a negative 110 point differential which i think is literally like second in the nfl in terms like second to bottom only only ahead of the texans and we still have DeAndre Swift putting up top five running back numbers right now. Yep. I mean, if that doesn't tell you that we need to stop that narrative, I mean, it, it, it's proven incorrect, I should say, as well, um, that running backs and wide receivers are just about as equally affected by this. But you still hear people, they'll say, well, I mean... You know, with the wide receivers, they'll be playing from behind. And it's like, well, if you're DeAndre Swift and you demand a 20% target share as a running back, that helps you too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, talent demands attention. Talent demands targets. It's, yep. it's, it's true across the board. Twitter was Twitter brought this up. They, they, they said, uh, are, are wide receiver handcuffs a thing? And I was just sitting there and I'm like... I feel like this conversation has happened a hundred times and the answer is always the same. It's like, no, but like in some situations you're going to have wide receivers who are talented enough to like, like if you have a team that's so stacked, right. And I'm saying like the Bengals, for example, yeah. if Jamar Chase went down, Tyler Boyd, we know he can handle that workload, but like, you know, you're not looking over at the Lions or something like that as a team that's so stacked that if someone got hurt, you would really expect an uptick. Right. Right. Like, that's just not how it works, basically. Or or if Tyreek Hill went down, God forbid, right? Like, Byron Pringle is not going to get 10 targets a game. <laughs> like, it's not going to work out that way. But on the Bills, you see, you saw Dawson Knox get knocked out, and now suddenly Beasley and Gabe Davis are getting, you know, their fair share. So, you know, I think there's I think there's truth in in both sides of the ball but it you i think you're right i think it has to do with the overall points expected um uh, there's a talent factor there's a, if you're talented enough to demand targets in general 
then when somebody does go down, maybe you're talented enough to pick up some of those targets. But it's not a one to one, or even like an eighty to one, or, or you know, a point eight to one ratio, right? Yeah. Like a running back, Alexander Madison, maybe like eighty percent of Dalvin Cook, right? But Byron Pringle is one percent of Tyree Kill. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like. It, it it doesn't work like people think it does, you know. Yeah, it's um. But you know, you know who is a hundred percent of somebody. Cooper Rush is obviously better than Dak Prescott. And um, and, and, and Mike White is clearly going to be. He's he's the QB one, right? And you know he. For people, for people listening right now, Mike White is actually playing right now. The Jets and, and Colts are playing as we record this, and Lord knows we weren't going to watch that game. <laughs> now, who in the right mind would actually watch this game? I, I mean, it, it has to be like I mean, one of the worst possible Thursday night matchups. I will say Mike White does have a touchdown to Elijah Moore. Thank goodness Mike White is making Elijah Moore a thing. I, I mean, that's not really what's happening. Elijah Moore is making Elijah Moore a thing. But I am glad to see Elijah Moore finally start getting some real work. It, it's it's very encouraging. But yeah, Mike White, I mean, let, let's talk about him for just a moment because this is technically a QB streaming episode and Mike White sort of is a QB streamer, right? So let, let's, let's think about that for just a moment, right? Yeah, let's go. This is what I'm going to say about him. His ADOT is so ridiculously low that... One, teams are going to start figuring him out, right? If he can't get the deep ball at all, they're going to figure him out. Two, Michael Carter, Tyler Johnson, these running backs who were all having a great week last week when Mike White, you know, destroyed the Bengals. It's like, one, I don't expect that to keep up because I don't expect Mike White to keep getting away with these short, low dot passes. And two, Michael Carter and Ty Johnson just aren't good enough to continue demanding that target share so i really do think that like if you're depending on mike white rest of season and you're depending on michael carter or tyler johnson like maybe temper your expectations just a little bit right even me with like elijah moore like i i know he scored a touchdown i'm very happy about it but like i'm still tempering my expectations a little bit rest of season with mike white at quarterback it is very interesting though to be like hey let's just inject like the right guy in there right now and suddenly everything starts to click a little bit so it is a little interesting though maybe maybe i'm too low on him maybe maybe i'm being a little harsh on him i I might be i don't know he he is dead last in a dot at 5.4 and his deep passing grade was a 40.9 second to last uh and his in, in the Bengals game, his ADOT was 4.2. That's a little tweet there from Akash or YZR Fantasy. Okay, um, okay. I tell you I what. I found that interesting. Let's, I'll, okay, I'll bite, okay? Let's, okay? let's look at this in a comparative narrative here. So who, okay. who, so who are we, who's in the same realm here? We're talking maybe Jordan Love, Teddy Bridgewater, Daniel Jones, Sam Darnold. I, I like the Teddy one. Let, let's let's think about Teddy. Okay. There. I like that. Okay. What are you thinking about Teddy? So, I mean, I think Teddy has a lot of good upside. He's got great weapons around him. Judy's coming back. Um, his his running backs do him all sorts of work. Uh, they just lost a big defensive piece, so they might be putting more points in through the air. 
you, you never, I mean, you never, I mean, it's not like Denver, well, you know, speaking of disappointments too, Denver's defense is a huge disappointment. <laughs> um, yeah. And, um, but here, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Let, let me ask you a question here. Would you rather have Mike White or Davis Mills as your NFL quarterback? Right now? Yeah. In redraft? No, no, no. In the NFL. Oh, like your NFL like my quarterback. Team. Yeah, your team. Mike White, man. Yeah, I think so as well. Like it, it's it's weird because like I mean we have such a small sample with him and everything, but I I do think that we're sort of I may be undervaluing Mike White. I don't know. He's kind of just like sort of sitting at the top of like all of the really really awful fringe not startable quarterbacks and obviously we're literally talking about like a one game sample here but where he was just dumping off like crazy but i don't know it's interesting i mean his uh his his completion percentage over expected was good just the air yard numbers are really scary to me no um agreed there it's I mean, but you see that there's a lot of decent quarterbacks that get away with the low A dot stuff and yeah. are fine with it. I mean, his is just feels like astronomically low. Like, I mean, <laughs> it, it's the lowest in the NFL. And like the next lowest that I can think of is like a good quarterback. Like if I'm just thinking of somebody like, I mean, most guys are, aren't even like below six and he's at five, right? Like Matt Ryan's at like 6.8 you know, uh, like a dot and everything like that. Like, I just, I don't know. I, I have like concerns basically, but what, what other, what other QB streamers have sort of surprised you? Because I, I definitely have one and I'm going to be honest, like I've done very poorly at QB streaming this year. Um, oh, same. like been one of my worst years, but one I was going to throw out there was Daniel Jones has been a lot better than I think a lot of people expected. I know better than I expected for sure. Yeah. Agreed. What are you, what, what are you thinking? So I think he's really matchup dependent is, well, I mean, we just saw him again in a great matchup against Kansas city and he totally didn't do anything. Well, you know, the problem is, is that like Kansas city is like really inconsistent with their defense. They're either terrible or they're great. And there is no in between. They have their moments sometimes, um, and they just rarely they just schemed <laughs> correctly. There was no answer. Like the Giants couldn't couldn't come back. I mean, look, at, and Jason Garrett is the one that's you know putting the stuff in, in the guy's ears anyway. So like sometimes, <laughs> you know, I think Daniel Jones is a really effective <clears throat> fantasy football point scorer he has the great he has a great rushing upside which you don't expect but he really does have some solid rushing upside yeah when you can when you can get that code in at the start screen like you're good for for that right but if you have to rely on actually playing the game like (laughs) i don't think it's gonna work man so um you know I, i like i like a lot of them this year like you're seeing a lot of the the so my, my strategy this year was really just to go and pick up Stafford everywhere. That was pretty much my yeah. – because my, he was like such Me a good too. value. Um, and I just haven't needed to look at QB streaming really. Um, yeah. And do, do you think that you would be – because I'm doing poorly and I have Stafford in places. Do you think that for, like being forced to stream – do you think being forced to stream quarterbacks in some leagues makes you a better QB streamer? 
Yes, because you pay atten- you naturally pay attention to it more. You naturally pay attention to those matchups more. Um, I just wanted to do a different approach this time. I have like basically as much of the Rams offense as I could possibly get, and it's a it's it's worked out for me quite quite a bit actually. Um, so uh, you know what's funny? So um, didn't mean to talk about this, but I do want to talk about it. So speaking of <laughs> speaking of this, um, you and I actually have the exact same record and we have almost the exact same points for uh in, in the discord leagues mm-hmm. did you know that uh no i didn't i i so like we're like right next to each other i think i'm like top 15 right so you Something are number like 15 and i am number nine in points for overall let it be known that I went zero RB and everyone hated it. But I'm like me, I'm top fifteen in scoring. And <laughs> I did not go zero RB. I went heavy RB mainly because let's let's face it, I was dra- my draft position was literally right next to Chris in Chandler <laughs> Bing. And so I was like, yep. there's no possible way that I'm going to be able to do zero RB. So I just took highest value and it worked out. Yep. But but let, let let's get back to sort of QB streaming, right? So yes, like I haven't had to stream much this year. I like you had Stafford, but I I have just done abysmally. I I think I'm second to last in terms of people that have done sixteen picks, so eight weeks of picks for QB streaming. Mm-hmm. I'm second to last place right now, I believe, um, with only 14.26 points. For reference, I was in third place last year when we ended at 16.35. Um, so I, I, I'm just getting demolished this year. I don't know if I'm doing something wrong. I'm using the same strategy, which was the double dip, where I where I only stream quarterbacks that are in the deep level, but I just pick both. I pick them twice. I don't know if that just doesn't work anymore. If I'm just having an off year, I, I think I'm making poor decisions. I, I've been leaning so heavily into rookies. I did double check. I picked. I've picked Zach Wilson twice. I've picked Taylor Heineke twice. And that is really, you know, just completely kind of sank my season really badly. Um, nearly 80 points behind first. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm doing quite poorly. I, I think it's really that I was depending too much on these the rookie quarterbacks and these younger guys that just maybe aren't as reliable. I don't know. What do you think? What's What's been your strategy? My strategy has been I tried for the first six weeks and I was, I think, the third to last. I was like, I'm not nope. playing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's fine. Like, I respect that. <laughs> I, I just won't be competitive. And I realized I'm like, I have Stafford or Burrow everywhere, you know, QB2 and QB8 everywhere yeah. and i was like I don't, like <laughs> like i appreciate the game i'm more focused on getting those salvos and figuring out where i'm gonna where i'm gonna sink those ships but love that game love it love the, it is, the little battleship game you got going it is turning into something cool but we'll we'll spend more time talking about that another day um, yeah, I, Taylor Heineke, I think, is a really great talking point, though. Uh, he looked like one of those where he pff, flashes of brilliance and it suddenly gave you nothing. Uh, Sam Darnold, flashes of brilliance, suddenly gave you nothing. Um, you know, I think looking at those quarterbacks that were going to be putting a lot of work on the ground, vice through the air, were going to be the ones that were going to be paying the most dividends and making those picks. And so you just had to 
get lucky and be like, I guess this is going to be the one where the guy's forced to run all the time. Um, you know, I, it was so hard to predict. And I just, there's got to be some magic to it. I mean, I we tried to get, I mean, Templar is number one. And they yes, challenge right by now. a good margin. By a good margin. We tried to get him on the show, but apparently he's busy. He's too good for us. And you know what? Based on how he's doing in there right now, I don't blame him. So, he, he's killing it. So, I mean, why would he want to come and, like, share his secrets with these two losers? I mean, we're at the bottom of the ring. <laughs> I, I will say, I, I think, based off of just looking at, like, the average scores and everything, what I'm guessing is that this year looks worse for QB streaming than last year. And this is just, like, I haven't checked if this is actually true, but just, like, I test, it does feel like it's a tougher year for QB streaming. I agree. I agree quite a bit. I think it's, you are seeing the most dividends being paid for taking late round QBs, like mid to late round QBs. Like, well, I was just going to talk about that actually. Oh. I, I actually looked at the champions draft, and I was decently impressed that for the most part, they did a great job at identifying the quarter, the quarterbacks to take. Right, if you're going to take a quarterback early. They did a, a decently good job. Now, this does not mean that, you know, you should be taking early QBs because literally, you know, you can get Matthew Stafford in the 11th and he's QB2, right? Yeah. Like, or you can get Joe Burrow in the 13th and he's QB8. That, that's not really what this means. It just means that we've done a reasonably good job at identifying the quarterbacks that do score a lot of points. Yes. And the only one that was taken really early that hasn't done that is obviously Russell Wilson. But, you know, obviously there's a huge, you know, little mark there but i will say another one that's kind of like really underwhelmed other than like maybe one or two games has been justin herbert yeah like has he paid dividends i mean like he he had games where he literally scored less than 15 points like he's had he's had one two three four games at less than 17 points and that's basically what consensus right now is getting in qb streaming so that that just hasn't paid dividends at all. But I, I was pretty happy to see that for the most part, Champs did a did a reasonably good job at identifying the top QB options. Although I just got Matthew Stafford in the eleventh and hasn't been riding that wave this entire time. But <laughs> you guys drafted at a good time. I, I had to pay for I had to pay an eighth for Matt Stafford, so Oh, rough. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. It still was a good move. He still is a. It was very worthwhile in the eighth. Anyway. Yeah, I agree. What's uh, uh what what were you gonna say? Oh, nothing. Let's move on. Okay. Wait. I, I'm drinking here for what it's worth. I know you can see. They can't see, but I am drink, drinking a Belgian blonde ale right now. Ooh. Uh, um, quite delicious. Was that Le Chouf? Mm-hmm. Yep. I don't even know who that is, but oh, I forgot we were, we were gonna we we're we we're gonna do that. If I were drinking, I would be drinking <laughs> box wine. By the way, hey, I, I like some box wine. That's fine. Let Let's move over to a little game. I know I know you love the games. I've been liking the games. Yeah, games are good. Um, a few weeks ago, we we did one where we said, okay, let's move an, uh, some offensive pieces around. Um, I did a little studying, and we're going to move to defense here. I'm generally not a defensive guy. I don't think that I'm great at identifying great defensive weapons, but I did a little bit of research. I actually put some work into this. So the game will be 
move two defensive players to any team to try and make their defense instantly top five, top ten. And if they're already top five, top ten, then try and make them the best defense ever, basically. Just what what moves would you make to, to two defensive players to instantly make a defense so much better? Would you like me to go first? Yes. Because I can go first. Yes, please okay. go first. So I, I chose I chose KC because I'm a KC fan, of course. And I I know some people are gonna say, oh, you should you know just replace uh you should pl- replace Daniel Sorensen at safety with somebody else. I'm actually gonna say that we already have that replacement on the team. It's Juan Thornhill. Um, just put Juan Thornhill back there. So I don't need to move someone else. Um, but I'm going to say give us Darius Leonard because his pass rushing and run D is top five in the NFL for a linebacker. He's reasonably aged. And I, I did check, you know, we, we would replace Nick Bolton at Kansas City at the Mike linebacker with Darius Leonard. I, I think he would be a great addition. But that, that would be my first choice. Um my second choice would be AJ Terrell to replace uh, Chavarius Ward. Um, Terrell mm-hmm. grades really well, despite he's had a rough year. Like honestly, and he's had a rough introduction into the NFL for the most part. Atlanta has not really worked out really well for him, but he still is grading really well. And like you occasionally see him in these like blow up plays where he's kind of screwed up. But I, I still think that you know when you take things like age into account and the fact that he's lined up exclusively out wide, generally against team wide receiver ones, and in his division, that's really really good wide receivers i think he's done really well so i would go darius leonard and aj terrell what do you think i i like it um i mean that would be phenomenal for you guys you guys would at least fix that side of the ball and then you just need to get you know mahomes's yips out of there and then you guys oh, go it, back and uh, win the super bowl again i don't know what's going on with mahomes but yeah i think that, <laughs> I think that probably would deserve his own episode um, yeah what are you doing? Uh, well, I mean, the Bills are already the top defense, yep. uh, but literally the best. <laughs> but it can be better. Um, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with some chalk here, man. Um, I'm gonna go with replacing one of our one of our um, defensive ends with, and I can choose. I you know I think we have uh, Greg Rousseau. He's a rookie, and you could probably take him out. Put Miles Garrett there. Okay. No, I, I, I don't mind that chalk pick. And I was trying to I, I almost picked Jalen Ramsey, but I looked, Jalen Ramsey has really been working the slot this year and replacing Ward didn't really work, right? Because yeah. I didn't need a slot corner, right? So I actually like that pick because what you guys are actually missing is pass rush. Yep, exactly. But that's why they that's why we went heavy pass rush and a lot of them are developmental projects and so really you're just gonna see it get better over time. Greg Rousseau is actually already putting up a lot of really great numbers and so it's not so much that, you know, we need to replace him so much as we wanted to do this right now. And Miles Garrett is easily one of the best in the business. So that's why it became an easy pick. The other one is Trayvon Diggs. A, because he's easily one of the most fun and uh, well-performing cornerbacks in the league. But then you have both brothers on the same team. And to me, that's kind of a cool thing. So I like that. And did you at all consider interior defensive line? I know Ed Oliver has been disappointing for you guys. Well, uh, so yes and no. I think Ed Oliver has been really performant at times and then disappointing at times. But um, I don't think that our interior line 
needs it as much. I really think it needs more of the defensive end. Um, it just in edge, in guys. my, I think age was the most important thing there. Why didn't she just give up two day two picks for Von Miller? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't think Be- I don't think that's Bean style. Uh, <laughs> I, uh, and I really, I really wanted to think of it because I, you know, we always talk about Buffalo and Casey just, you know, by virtue of the fact that that's who we pay attention to the most. Uh, but, yeah. But some of the other things that I thought about was the, um, let me, let me look here. I had something else I was thinking about the, oh, how would we fix the Washington situation, oh, the Washington football like team that. situation? So what would we fix there? So you have good- I, I think they have a decent few pieces on the secondary. I know that they have oh, they have Fuller back there. The D-line is obviously not the issue. They also have, I want to say, is it is it Jonathan Allen? Is that right? Uh, they, they have someone way back. They have a linebacker that I actually considered over Darius Leonard that I, I'm going to have to go look it up. Let me let me look here real fast. Um, that has been productive as well. So I actually don't like know what 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 piece is like screwing up on that team. Let me let me just look here. It's uh, not their it's not their pass rush. I know that much. Defensive tackle Jonathan Allen. So it looks like it's really the linebackers. Okay, is that sorry, what it I was is? wrong. Here. It's the linebackers. Absolutely terrible. Yeah, they have Fuller. He he's a little wishy washy this year. Uh, Kendall Fuller, and he, he's I think he's getting up there in, in age and everything. But the pass rush is great. Still, I still think those pieces are fine. Their other corners are, leave a little bit to be desired. But I really looking just at the grades here. I'm definitely thinking it's the linebacking core. Um, what do you think? I mean, would you agree with that? Do you think it's corners? I would go as far as to say it's potentially coaching. I'm not a huge Jack Del Rio guy. I don't know who that is. I don't know if that's a sin or not. <laughs> I really don't know who he is. I mean, it shows you how much I pay attention to that side of the ball and that team. I mean, Washington football team has just been kind of obs- like faded to obscurity for so long now. That yeah. I I didn't even pay attention. I mean, that, that I mean, there you go. They've also had kind of like a lot of really unfortunate things happen to them, just like over and over and over again. Yeah. So, you know, I I I think I concur though, because obviously you're not. I mean, you're not dealing. The line is not the problem. You're you're right. You're right. I don't think the secondary is too much of a problem. It's got to be the linebackers. You know what? A good thing for them is though, is that there are so many good linebackers coming to the 2022 draft that they may yeah. be able to address this. Um, we might see something kind of cool happen with them if they can get some draft capital. I don't know what picks they have for 2020. I should have looked first, but I, I don't. I, I've seen I've seen mocks that have Matt Corral actually going to them in the first round, and I really like that. I, I think that's a good place to go as a rookie quarterback, in my opinion. I will say Jack Del Rio is the defensive coordinator for Washington. He was also the head coach at Oakland before uh, Gruden came in. And then he was uh, the defensive coordinator for Denver, I think, when they went to those. uh, I think they went to some Super Bowls with him. It was either just after or during. But he's been a defensive coordinator for years, Um, has occasionally had good defenses. But for the most part, I think he's quite overrated personally. But, eh, whatever. Um, 
I agree, though. I, I think I agree with you that they definitely need some linebacking help. And th- this draft is is chocked full of interesting non-offensive, you know, players for sure. They, there's definitely offensive players that we talked about. But the first, like, I would say there's a good chance that eight of the t- first ten picks are going to be defensive players. I would say probably 80% of the first round is going to be just amazing defensive talent. Christian Harris, yeah. Owen Popo, Nakobe Dean, just to name a few linebackers that I'm a big fan of. Like, just take anyone out of Georgia right now, like yeah. <laughs> really, or anyone out of Alabama. Uh, I, you're not going mean, to go wrong. The easiest, the easiest pick in the entire draft is 101, in my opinion, and it's a. Uh, that that Ed Rusher out of Oregon is definitely going to go to the Lions. <laughs> yeah. I, I can never say his name, but it's Kayvon uh, Th- Thibonix. I, I'm probably completely butchering that, and I apologize. But that's the easiest pick of the draft. He's he's without a doubt going to be the the first overall pick. And then you know there's going to be you know you have Derek's uh, Stingley, Kyle Hamilton. The, the first round is just chocked full of going to be some really great defensive players. So it's quite exciting. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll save we'll save some of that as we get closer to the actual draft. Um, we seem to be already slipping into the Devi or Dynasty stuff, and it's just we can't help it. We just it's love so it. easy. It's so easy to it's fall so into. Fun. It. I'm trying not to. I know we're not. It's not that time of the year, but I mean, it, in my mind, it still is. So. Um, but uh, let, let's go ahead and start wrapping up here before we get too far into the 2022 draft class. I can. Where can we find you? So you can find me on Twitter at Dr. Trash Dad. That's at Dr. Trash Dad, or my website Trash Farm. Boots, what about you? Uh, you can find me uh, on Twitter at Boots Fantasy. That's Boots with a Z. Um, you can also find me on Chris's Discord, and uh, I, I don't know if he ended up putting the link to join. Yes, he did. I just checked. It is, yeah. You, you can go to flexspotff.com to join the Discord. It's great. Been running for something like seven years now. We'll have the link in the Discord's. Yeah, I'm sorry. Oh, description. Yeah, we'll oh, have the link in the in the show notes. So we started putting it in the show notes. So. Awesome. Perfect. All right. Well, it's good seeing you, Aiken. Um, you too. We'll have we'll have some good stuff coming up in the future. Again, we're pushing off the t- tight end episode, and we have some we have some the mid oh the midweek re the mid season review is the next, next episode is going to be awesome. Next, we're going to put a lot of work into that one. So, well, 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 we also have frauds and squads coming up. Frauds and squads is without one. a doubt the most fun episode. Um, so. All right, I can. I will catch you next time. Yep. Until next time, everybody.